What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the UIBuzz.com podcast. My apologies, it's been a little while since the last episode. I have been super busy with work, which means that the side projects had to take a little bit of a sidestep. But in this episode, I'm back, and I'm going to be talking about Swift UI, which I've been using to build some applications recently. Okay, so first up, let's answer the question, what is Swift UI? If you're familiar with any of the Apple development languages like Swift or building uh, Apple applications for, say, iOS, you know, the iPhone, the iPad or the Mac, anything like that, you've probably heard of Swift UI at this point. It's been around now for, um, I think it's a couple of years, if I remember correctly. And what it is, it's a declarative language that allows you to describe and build interfaces. Uh, in particular, it's useful in Xcode where you get a live preview as you're building the interface as well. Now, previously, we had to use what was called storyboards or we would do it in code. And the problem with that was it had a lot of super complex constraints that you had to build for when the UI needs to resize to different screens for different devices and things like that. And it was frankly overly complicated and a lot of the time a bit of a pain in the ass to work with if I was to be honest about it but uh, you know it was something you just we had it for the long forever basically and we just got used to it but now we have this Swift UI so at this point Swift UI has aged enough that people are starting to use it more and more in production and I've been spending more and more time with it on my applications and I also quick plug here write about it a lot on my Swift dedicated podcast and site you can go to compileswift.com or search for compile swift and you'll find a podcast and videos and everything else about it and i'm starting to cover more and more swift ui as it becomes more mainstream so the idea here is that there's a true separation between data and the way you describe your ui you essentially describe a, a layout screen or a component and then you pipe it full of data from wherever that data may be. Now, those of you who are used to a web background or something like React, React Native, uh, Next, you know, any of those kind of languages and development tools, it'll be pretty familiar to you, right? You you design a component or a view and then you pipe the data into it. So I let's get that out of the way first of all. Right? There are plenty of other languages and platforms out there that are already saying yeah, whatever, we've been doing this for the longest time. Great, fantastic, happy for you. Certainly has made my web development life a lot easier. But it's always been a problem on mobile, and now we have SwiftUI on mobile. So let me give you an example of how you would quickly define a SwiftUI screen, and I think you'll start to get the idea here. Of course, in the show notes, I will put links to uh, SwiftUI on the Apple portal so you can dive into it and look at it in there. So you would start out by having a fresh empty screen and in there you would define something along the lines of say a vertical stack or a horizontal stack, which is basically an empty component that describes how everything is going to lay out on the screen. So in there you would put in, let's say you do a, a vertical stack and in there you would list, you know, a text component, um, let's say a button component a calendar component, something like that. And that vertical stack just says, hey, put these vertically on the screen, okay? Now, once you've got that, each component would expect various properties. So let's take the text one, for example. If you say you want to display some text, then obviously you have to give it some text 
to display. And that's pretty much all it's going to expect there. When you want to start styling something, you add what they call the modifiers, right? So for example, you would do like text and then after the, the definition of the text, you would put, you know, uh, you could, if you hit the dot key uh, or on the Xcode interface, there's a list where you can search for modifiers. But if you hit the dot key, it's going to show you the autocomplete syntax where you could do something like dot bold. And that's going to tell the text to automatically, you know, bold this text. Then there's lots of others for There's a massive list for different things. You have things like placement, for example. So you could specify the placement. You could tell it to make it all uppercase, lowercase, those kind of things. So I think you get the idea there, right? You use modifiers to manipulate the way the component is displayed. Now, it's not just limited to displaying of the component. There's, there's other parts in there as well. It very much depends which component you want to use. But I think that text is, you know, easily the, the most basic example. Let's take a slightly more complicated one, right? Let's take a button. So what you would do is you would type in button. And then after that, the autocomplete is going to give you a list of things to choose from. You'd pick one and then you fill in the blanks. So, for example, on a button, it's going to expect some kind of visual element to display, to to, to make the button displayable, right? And that, again, this can be anything. The beauty of this as well is everything can be nested. So you could have inside that button a text component to put a text label. You could have an image component to put an image. You know, all of these kind of things, right? They're very nestable. Now, on a button component, of course, it also expects an action. When I tap this button, I'm expecting it to do something. So it's going to give you uh, the option in there to put in some code, right? At that point, you would type some Swift code so that when I tap the button, this Swift code is executed. Uh, Xcode is very good at helping you figure out what you need to put in each of these components to satisfy them for a Swift UI view. Another feature that is useful if you're using Xcode, and let's be honest, for most people doing Apple development, you're going to be using Xcode partly because of the convenience and partly because it's really a great IDE tool. Now, when you're designing each of these views and you can spread these views over as many files as you need, I personally recommend one file, uh, one view per file because what I can do is when I open that file up, I can see and build a live preview in Xcode for that particular view. So I don't have to go all the way through an application and all the different views to be able to work on a you know one view that might be in the middle of a workflow. The idea being here is that because there's a structure within the code that allows me to pipe in uh, essentially you know dummy data, mock data, fake data, whatever you want to call it, to be able to power this screen up in Xcode while I'm working on it. And again, you can do that across all of the screens in Xcode, which really makes kind of like a live preview uh, useful and beneficial for just editing those tweaks. And you can edit those tweaks in code or in the canvas itself. Another beautiful thing about Xcode is if I'm tweaking something in the canvas, the live preview I'm looking at, it actually will be reflected back as a change in the code. So it's a great way to learn how to write the code. And also the other way around, you can write the code and play around with it and see the effect in the live preview. 
it's another huge benefit from Swift UI compared to some of the previous technologies we had to use. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, again to my Compile Swift website where there are lots of videos and things like that that if you are completely new to this will get you up and running very quickly and get the idea across to you. I think that once you see it, you'll realize, you know, it sounds way more complicated than is, and it's very straightforward. You're just listing components and describing each of the components and each of the properties that you want to change on that component. Again, like the text, you just say bold, it's going to make it bold. If you want to make it bold with some tweaks, you can just add another modifier to make it bold with whatever the tweaks you want. It's just a, a great way to work. Um, there are some weird gotchas with it still. It is very much in its infancy, if you like. You know, it's only, a, again, it's only a really a couple of years old at this point, but it has come a long way. And, you know, Apple has spent a long time working on this and before they released it to us. So it's not like it's a brand new technology that you shouldn't trust. Uh, you know, whether you want to use it in production or not is entirely up to you. I know a lot of people that have started using it in production. Um, if you don't want to dive in completely, you actually can do a mixture of Swift UI views and the older technologies like Storyboard or just writing it in code. Um, you can blend the two together if that works for you and you want to gradually introduce Swift UI views into your application and maybe slowly replace them over the time. That is certainly an option, which is a, a nice feature to have within the language as well. So that's kind of a quick brief overview of Swift UI. I think playing with it is the best way to really understand it. You know, again, the idea being here, it's meant to be for experienced developers and new developers. I feel like it is a crossover kind of where, you know, it'll make it less alienating to web developers to be able to write views for applications um, because of a lot of the features that it's inherited from other technologies like React and those kind of things. So check it out. You know, I'll put a link to the Apple's Swift UI documents uh, on their portal in the show notes. I'd love to hear what you think about this. Like I say, I'm, you know, I'm biased because I am a, an Apple developer um, at, at the heart, I guess. You know, it is something I do every day. But I think that this has been a huge leap forward for you know, developers on the Apple platforms and also a way to get more web developers and developers who are used to JavaScript in particular to building views and displays. Let me know what you think. Go to uibuzz.com or reach out to me on Twitter at uibuzz. I'd love to hear your thoughts. We could have a conversation about it. Um, you know, maybe you're interested in talking about it. We can make something happen there as well and share it back with the UI Buzz audience. I'll see you in the next one.